0: Well, hey there, it's Dr. Brian McKay, Core Health Darien, not just a chiropractor now, the Stanford Darien, Norwalk, New Canaan. And yes, it's probably the worst possible name for a podcast. But if you have frozen shoulder or adhesive capsulitis, this might be uh, a good place for you to listen today. All right, it's April 8th, 2022. Hopefully you're having a good day. Um, What I want to talk today about is how pulse shockwave therapy works and why it's particularly effective for shoulder pain and really difficult shoulder pain is called frozen shoulder or adhesive capsulitis. I know I'm throwing a lot of big terms at you, but if you had chronic chronic shoulder pain for a long period of time, it's hard to raise your arm above your head, hurts tonight when you go to bed at night, you can't sleep properly because it's so darn painful and your shoulder basically isn't working and you're reaching out for Advil, Aleve, maybe you go for cortisone shots uh, to relieve the inflammation. But I want to tell you first that for the majority of the time, the muscles that we have found that are involved with adhesive capsulitis, a.k.a. frozen shoulder, is going to be the latissimus dorsi, supraspinatus, subscapularis, and the middle deltoid. So this is what we're finding on a large... Regular basis, much regular basis. All right, so let's explain the muscle groups. The lat, latissimus dorsi, it's basically this large flat muscle on the back. It stretches to the sides behind the arm, partially covered by the trapezius, and it's a big muscle, okay? It's, it's used, the muscle, the lat's basically for extension, abduction, or adduction, I'm sorry. So it's kind of like moving your, uh, it, it anchors the shoulder down in a very, very big way. And what happens here is you have, um, you know, it's a muscle group, like your bodybuilders are going to work the heck out of it. And it's also the largest muscle in the upper part of your body. So it goes from underneath your, under, right underneath the deltoid, all the way down to your, your, to the lower thoracics. And it's, it's a big, big, broad muscle it inserts on top of the, uh, almost to the bottom of the iliac crest. So sometimes we, sometimes people got uh hip pain, the lat's involved. They see that from time to time. So the lat is a big, big player in pain. Uh The fact that it's near the deltoid, tucked underneath the deltoid, would make sense that, it, that these muscles and groups are involved. So like I said earlier, you have the latissimus dorsi, supraspinatus, subscapularis, and the middle deltoid. So... Hopefully, you get a good understanding of how broad this problem can be. And it's not, if you, if you, if you go to the typical therapy, if typical therapy doesn't work, what are your options? Is it surgery? Well, if it's not a tear, it's really not a surgical resolution. The, the and relief is only so much and leave you should be taking. And basically, what happens when, it's, when you have it for a long period of time, the muscles start to fail, and this frozen shoulder kicks in. It just means you can't move your shoulder. Not a good thing and a very very painful thing. Imagine trying to drive with a shoulder that's not working. Imagine trying to hit a golf ball or a tennis ball. Imagine trying to lift weights. Okay, it's another thing. So there's a lot of stuff to consider with just the latissimus dorsi in and of itself. But the fact that the relationship with the the deltoid and the middle deltoid is where we see the most of the problems with as far as what we find that that, that being weak we got to tie all this stuff together. That's what I hope to do today in this podcast. All right, let's touch upon the supraspinatus. Supraspinatus is not a particularly big muscle. It also happens to be one of the rotator cuff muscles. And to think of the supraspinatus, it, it, it's, like I said, not very big, but it kind of prevents wear and tear on the head, of the, the actual head of the humeral, the glenohumeral head. So what it does is it performs abduction of the arm and pulls the head of the humerus inward okay so it prevents the the head of the humerus from slipping slipping out of place but the supraspinatus works in cooperation with the deltoid muscle to perform abduction which is that motion of moving if you lock your arm into a 90 degree angle and you bring the bring it away from your body that's the deltoid so you can see how these are related and i'm talking about just for the majority of cases, these are the, these four muscles that we're talking about are the ones that you want to pay attention. And again, you know, at the end, I'm going to repeat several times the four muscles that if you're not getting relief from whatever treatment you're doing right now for your shoulder, it would be in your best interest to go to your therapist, your doctor and say, Hey, I want these muscles checked out because it could go a long way to resolving your problem and happens very quickly. I just had a patient who went through a long spell of Shots, therapy, uh, Advil leave, not sleeping well at night. He's going fishing with his son, and he was afraid he couldn't move his arm. So out of desperation, his wife made the appointment. He came in, and three days later, he's going out of here free of shoulder pain altogether. (laughs) Now, am I bragging? No, I'm just actually thrilled that this guy is going to be going fishing with his son, and stuff like that that really uh, has me thinking about Making people more educated about these different muscles. So now let's test. Let's let's, let's touch on the other muscle, subscapularis, in the middle, you know, the middle deltoid. Again, big players. So you got the lats, supraspinatus, subscapularis, the middle deltoid. Let's start with the subscapularis. All right. So the subscapularis. This is one of the only shoulder muscles that's in the front. So, the scapula is that big triangular bone that if you reached over and patted yourself on the back, right that big bone there. But in the front, or more internally located, is the subscapularis. And so, what the subscapularis does, it kind of moves inward rotation of the head of the humerus. Okay? It's a pretty broad muscle, pretty big, and when it gets worked on, you'll feel it because it can be quite painful as well. But it also pulls your arm back to your side. So before I said it, I was talking about the, 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 like how, how the other muscles work, especially the deltoid. And now I'm talking about, so the deltoid would move your arm away if you put your arm into a 90-degree angle. That Now the subscapularis, it would help bring that arm back. So if you would, again, put your arm into a 90-degree angle, move your arm away, now you're pulling it towards... That's one of the actions of the subscapularis. By rotating the, the head of the humerus, which is the arm bone, it brings it downward and forward. And it's a pretty big defense muscle as well because it, it prevents the displacement of the head of the humerus. So you're falling on your shoulder. You took a, a spill on the ice. Maybe you got tackled the wrong way. The Subscapularis can be involved. And we find typically that that muscle contracts. When it contracts, It limits your motion, which is why they came up with that name, frozen shoulder. Your shoulder's frozen. It's not moving properly. So, again, it's good reason why to be aware of it, especially if you're stuck with, you know, not getting answers for your particular shoulder pain. And shoulder pain is not fun. Well, there's no such thing as any pain. It's fun. But that's the subscapularis. So now I want to touch upon the middle deltoid. And that's another big player we find with shoulder problems that are often misdiagnosed. All right. So the the middle deltoid. Here's how you know with the middle deltoid is. Basically, if you put your hand on your shoulder, you're going to be hitting it. If you took the jab recently, got your vaccine shots, chances are they injected you in the middle deltoid. That's a little fun fact that doesn't really make too big of a difference, but in case you're trying to find that muscle, if you palpated, it should also be pretty obvious to find. So it, it's kind of the, the, that cap on the shoulder. And like I had said earlier, what we find is that muscle becomes weak. So how they all play, that all these muscle groups are interrelated. And that's how we have to understand where shoulder pain can arise, and most commonly it's these four muscle groups. Again, the latissimus dorsi, supraspinatus, subscapularis, and the middle deltoid. We started using a additional therapy besides addressing the short, the, the contraction of the latissimus dorsi and contracture of the subscapularis with the weaknesses of the supraspinatus and weakness of the middle deltoid. And we started using pulse shockwave. And what pulse wave does, it breaks up adhesions that form in tissue. Now, adhesions will start from a trauma, repetitive sprain strain, so if you fall on the ice, if you, again, get tackled playing football. However, there's many different mechanisms of how you can do it. Also, too, is repetitive sprain strain. If you're a carpenter, you use your your hammer all day long. Well, you're taxing the muscles, but typically that's not going to aggravate it. These muscles have to work in coordination and move properly. So when it doesn't do that, these adhesions form in the the fascia. Now, the fascia is a very nerve-rich covering to the muscles. And so what happens typically is the tissue, due to trauma, repetitive sprain strain, are going to, instead of being nice and smooth, you get pox. It's like um, potholes. You know, you see a brand new uh, street and you see potholes. Those potholes are kind of in your head to picture what an adhesion is. Now, the adhesions prevent the smooth motion. Just like if you have potholes in the in, in the street, your car is not going to ride over as smoothly. Well, it prevents the muscle fibrils from moving because the covering contracts. Pulse radial shock wave breaks up those adhesions. It allows the adhesions, the tissue now, to form in a normal fashion. So it's kind of like taking a big eraser or taking some uh, asphalt and filling those potholes. But I, I wish I came up with a better way to describe it. But if you can, hopefully you have a better understanding of what I'm trying to describe. With this podcast so the pulse shockwave allows for also a process called angiogenesis now angiogenesis is a it, it, it restores blood supply it stimulates these tiny shocks and they're not really painful i mean the only time a uh, pulse shockwave would be painful if you're on the bone it doesn't it doesn't really belong on bone but if you have a practitioner who's using it and they're not really experienced they may hit the bone you're gonna feel a little bit of pain but this, this gentle pneumatic tapping, again, breaks up adhesions or scar tissue. Adhesions are very much like scar tissue, but more on the micro scale. Um, and now you have increased blood flow to help heal that, that, that fascia level. So it's a very, very effective tool to mitigate shoulder pain, especially frozen shoulder, aka adhesive capsulitis. So I hope you learned a little bit today, but if you're having reoccurring problems with your shoulder, it tends to get worse. I mean, some people have what's called frozen shoulder. The shoulder doesn't move properly. Sleep goes out the window. More pain, less sleep, more pain, and you get into a kind of a downward cycle. Not a particularly good thing to have, but that's what you're up against. You find a practitioner who's not listening to you and you have, you say you did physical therapy, it didn't work identify these muscles for them. I mean, the therapist would know. I'm not telling you any muscles that any doctor or therapist, but if you're not looking for these specifically, you can have a quicker solution to your problem. Now, if the therapist or the doctor you go to has shockwave, and then you sit there and say, listen, check my lat, check my subscap, my supraspinatus, and the middle head of the deltoid. Get those things worked on and see if it doesn't make you feel better. I was thrilled today, this guy, to go fishing with his kid again and not have that pain. It's definitely a rewarding feeling. And again, I'm not trying to brag, but it's just a great feeling when someone comes in with a problem, you're able to solve it in, you know, in this case, three visits. So it's, a, it's, a, it's fun when you get people out of pain. It's not fun. They're in pain. I don't want you to get that, that in your head. But basically, if you're having any issues, you've got a question, you can reach out to me. I'm more than happy to call you back. I'm in Darien, Connecticut, right near Stanford, Norwalk, and New Canaan, hence the name. My town's right in the middle of those three areas as well. Give us a call, 203-656-3636, 203-656-3636. I'm Dr. Brian McKay, not just a chiropractor, Stanford, Darien, Norwalk, New Canaan. Hope you learned a little bit today, and I hope uh, hope you come back to my podcast again. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.